Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. Hey, my name's Matt Awkward, and uh, sorry I was a little late. I uh, I took a few turns in my car, and it broke a water hose. You can only take a few turns a day before yeah, that yeah. happens. Oh, absolutely. You don't so, want to. Uh, you don't want to turn in those cars. So I just shut the hood while it was still smoking, and just drove anyway. And I'm here now. We're all good. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah. So we're talking about uh, the movie, which has a name that I cannot remember every single time. It's Retribution, right? It's, retrib- it's a word, Tristan. <laughs> the movie is called Retribution from 1987, okay, and here, here's it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go that far, but I would say that the idea that you're surprised that I don't remember the name Retribution, <laughs> you know, the movie Ghostbusters, in that movie, they busted ghosts. Yeah. In this movie, the lead character, whose name is Retribution, gets retribution <laughs> on uh, baddies that killed the person that isn't really him. Makes uh, total sense. There's Yeah, there's some real confusing stuff in here. Uh, I would like to talk about some of that, too. My friend Brady uh, saw um, the guy, I forgot his name, the the lead guy the that main, plays yeah, George, yeah. yeah, in a different show, and said, "Hey, it's Retribution." <laughs> now all I can think of is this guy's name is Retribution, oh, and Jesus. I shall refer to him as such. <laughs> I was a thousand percent convinced that this was the main kid from Children of the Corn, all grown up. When I saw the when I saw the cover to it, I was like, "Oh, oh, it's the Children of the Corn kid, and he's all grown up." But no, it is not. No, it is not. I don't believe. It would not have made sense in time. Uh, okay, so... All right, let's talk about it. <laughs> so we start with some amazing music from Alan Alan Hodgeworth. Uh, I can't remember... Yeah, I can't sure. remember his name. But uh, the guy that always chills cool. with Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the other the other guy for, for John Carpenter. Yes, that guy. When John Carpenter can't be bothered to do something. And it sounds great. And we get this awesome yeah. opening montage of uh, people in Halloween masks because Crazy. it's Halloween night. And it really sets this cool mood where everybody's partying and wearing neat masks. But then one guy is just about to swan dive off a building. And uh, we don't get any dialogue or any setup. We just get this cool, basically like a music video. Yeah, it's with nice. With a flaming awesome title card. I like the fact that they, <laughs> that they do the actual, like... Uh, like there's like orchestra hits. He does little like like little accents when it edits. Yep. So he's like he's actually scoring the scene, which oh, is yeah. cool. Um, yeah, that's it's a really fun intro. Comes right out the gate, firing on all cylinders. There's somebody dressed as a banana and somebody else who's dressed as a super elaborate pineapple. Mm-hmm. I was really like, wow, <laughs> went all in. So paramedics show up, fire shows up, spotlights. Everybody's gawking at the building, waiting for this guy to fall to his death. Uh, and there's a schlubby dork in a stained sweatshirt on the top of the building. And he's looking like he's actually going to do it. He's like, you know, I don't want to mess up my glasses, though. So he takes off his glasses, puts them on the ledge. This is our main character. This is our main character. And he jumps to his doom, sort of. Uh, he lands right on top of a car and bounces off. Yeah, the cops were, or the paramedics, or whoever it was, maybe fire, were just about to move that car out of the way. They smashed the window, and they were like, yeah, in we'll put process. a trampoline here and said, oh, crap. Yeah, <laughs> dude, <laughs> just give it us like 15 more seconds. Uh, but, uh, so, paramedics go to him, and they're trying to revive him, and the kit looks suspiciously like the makeup kit that uh, was probably <laughs> what was putting on his wounds. And... Uh, 
we get some trippy laser effects and a burned weirdo like <laughs> running right at the screen. Oh, yeah. put the mask on now. It looks I like think it, I think it's effect. I think it's Vito. I think it's the guy that's going to take over retribution. It He's is. blocking his path to heaven. He's like, no, you're not going through this tunnel. I'm stopping you, and I'm taking this body over. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's how I'm going to do it. I, I got to say, there's a lot of the supernatural element of this movie is very vexing. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. It why does not make sense. being possessed by a ghost gives you the ability to make things explode with your mind. Or the ability to make two of to you. To be two. Because he's not he's not going out being possessed. Right. It's a separate it body that, that looks just like him, but you could tell it's not him because he wears bad boy gloves. <laughs> and also he's more confident, which is really... Oh, yeah. It's so sad because it's like, look at him. He's just like living his best life when he's somebody else. What a bummer. He just needs to take the best of both those worlds. He really Cram does. them together and, and just, you know, not bet on so many horse races. Is that a thing that he did? That's why he got killed. Oh, that's Vito. That's yeah, Vito. Yeah, yeah, Vito. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. no, Vito, I don't care about his life story. Oh, I mean, oh, oh. I mean our main, I mean retribution. He's got a story too. Vito? Yeah. Vito's story sucks. He's a, he's a dick. I know. He like hangs out with gangsters and he's 15 grand in debt and then he gets killed. So yeah, Retribution's story is he's an artist who is just can't get the art right. Yes. I know that feeling. He's just like, he's so frustrated with his painting. He hasn't sold a painting in years. Which is strange because his paintings aren't bad. No, they're very nice. Yeah, pretty cool. They're better when he gets possessed though. Keep it up, Retribution. It sucks because his... Well, then he just paints nothing but Freddy Krueger. Yeah, those Freddy Krueger <laughs> paintings. Over and over and over and over and over I would buy the shit out of one of those. Those That would look I great that in my here. living room. Yeah, I would love here. that. Yeah. Uh, if those were available... Like, just literally those paintings from the movie somewhere? Dude, set it... <laughs> would absolutely buy that. Catalog it along with the uh, the Jolly Toy uh, painting from, Ooh, from Christmas Evil as, as movie painting pictures that yeah, I yeah. fucking want. Yeah, <laughs> Amazing. Uh, okay, so I, I like this. I like your I like your idea that the that that was the that big spiral represented the highway to heaven. Yeah, and Vito's big burned head is in so the no way. No way, Jose. No way. You were born on the same day as I was, and we both died on the same day. So I'm gonna go get revenge with you. Yeah. So, which raises a question that <laughs> in the last second of the movie, but we'll keep going. Yeah, the, I mean. <laughs> I, it's one of those things where it doesn't give you an answer. That's no, that's, of course not. The, and maybe it doesn't mean shit. Maybe I mean, it's a total coinciding. Absolutely, <laughs> could be. I mean, the, the this movie, that idea, the idea that he was born on April first yep. and died on Halloween, that both of these two people had that similar life trajectory, mm-hmm. brings up like a 1960s kind of movie version of this where he's like going to St. Peter and like St. <laughs> Peter's like, well, he was born on this day. Oops. You know, like something <laughs> like got that. It confused. Like, a, like a shitty 80s sitcom <laughs> or something. you were supposed to die. My mother, the car or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like one of those kind of things. But, uh, but in a very serious movie and, this is my problem with this movie is really only one thing and it's not because it's bad it's because it has two clashing tones and I wish it had one or the other I'm not a huge fan of the like gritty New York cinema verite uh, taxi driver kind of thing Mm -hmm. but that vibe in here is very well done and I enjoy all of the stuff that they do that's like the, the shaky hand cam and like 
you know, the tracking shots and all that shit. It's like, it looks cool and it's, you know, it's done very well, but it clashes with the shitty horror movie that's in it. It's, it's an attempt to blend two styles. It's trying to make a Scorsese movie and a bad horror movie at the same time. And See, I, I like that because to me, it just feels like it's all around a good horror movie. And my biggest complaints it are, is, it is a good movie. I kind of just I cannot I deny just, that. I kind of just wish the cops weren't involved. Like the cop scenes to me are boring when they're trying to. I was so happy when Mr. Peltzer showed up. <laughs> <laughs> that was exciting for me. I was like, oh, hooray! It's a gremlin. Oh, oh, that, oh, that was him. He was like. Huh, All right, right, I got a bathroom buddy for you. Um, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm so horrible with faces. I always look at look up the actors after we watch these movies, and I was like, oh shit, that was yeah, that right. was fucking Hoyt Axton. Yeah. God well, damn Angel, it, Angel, the prostitute in this was from Killer Clowns, and and tons of shit. I like had no idea. Assault of the Killer Bimbos, and I think some other some of those movies too. Yeah, I was looking up. She was in a bunch of stuff, and it's like, oh man. <laughs> oh yeah, she was from Killer Clowns. I yeah. forgot about that. I was just thinking of her from all the like other like super '80s movies she was in. Yep. But uh, no, I like I like uh, that's my only problem. I just feel like the cop scenes are kind of too serious. Uh, the whole yeah. shit with the doctor and her husband subplot I feel could have been left out. I feel like he could have been left out. Like they weren't married, definitely. There's no way. I don't know. I mean, the, but she poured pee pee on his head though, and that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you don't get that in a fucking Scorsese. Movie. You do not. But I think I, that's that's the tone of this movie too, though, is that it it really is like. Again, it's not matching the tones. It's like yeah. super serious, and then somebody gets pee poured on their head. Yeah, um, and then somebody's doing some kind of crazy ass death, and it's all yeah. fucking bonkers. And then it's like, let's be super serious and dry again. Yeah, yep. the the fact that he explodes the rooms that he's in is another thing. Like it, for a movie of this tone, you would kind of think that it would be like. You know, he goes in and he slits their throats or does something like gritty and oh, like. I love the exploding rooms. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I'm, oh, I'm not saying that I dislike it. I'm simply saying that it it would match tones better. But you know, I don't need that certainly. Uh, okay. All right. So I don't. <laughs> uh, we get we get this strange little Halloween style handheld tracking one shot going down the hallway. We see our jumper having a flashback. Uh, he's doing like to some guy getting shot in an alleyway. We later find out that that's Vito who is possessing him, blah, blah, blah. Um, so he's laying in bed with bloody bandages and he turns his head and sheds a single tear. Uh, up until this point, zero dialogue. Yeah. Crazy. Um, it's ballsy. It really is. I mean, starting a movie like that is very ballsy. And I mean, Again, this is just, it's a super, super ambitious movie. And I give it so much credit for its ambition. And the reason I'm probably never going to watch it again is the fact that it wasn't shitty enough. It's almost. No, cool. I'll take that Blu ray set. Almost yeah, the problem is that it's like, <laughs> it's not quite dumb enough. I don't know. No, I'll probably watch it again. I might actually even watch the commentary. Who knows? Um, but, okay. So, through the nurse's station window, we see the jumper freaking out behind a behind a sheet. And uh, we get some crazy lights. Some Stuff's other... happening. Stuff is happening. They're fully melding, I think. Yes. And, uh, and then we cut to him talking to his therapist, which is going to be a returning thing over and over and over and over and over again. 
yeah, these scenes they're they're good and they've got good chemistry together. But they do, they, yeah, but yeah. they do tend to drag. The the two characters, that's you're right. That was something I hadn't thought about, but those two are awesome together. Yeah. Like they they very much work together. You feel like you feel like she's helping him out of this situation that yeah. he's in and it's satisfying when yeah, he clears is. the hospital and leaves. And then when he paints her portrait outside by the water fountain, you can you can tell why he hasn't sold a painting in five years. <laughs> You're so beautiful. Here, here's a caricature that you would get down to. Do you like skateboarding? Of course you do. Yeah. Everybody likes skateboarding. <laughs> um, and here's a caricature that doesn't really even look like you. It looks like uh, one of those New Yorker portraits of like uh, Bianca Jagger or something. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah. one of those kind of things. But <laughs> it's... It's good art. Yeah. It's just stylized. I mean, it also looks like a boardwalk yeah, it caricature. Looks, it's a boardwalk caricature. Yeah. It's a it's a little it's a little more interesting than a boardwalk caricature, mm. but still it has that. I hate <laughs> it. No, no. <laughs> Again, like I was saying before, if you gave it a skateboard, <laughs> like how this movie isn't just the plot of Rad Wraith. <laughs> Uh, so maybe that's why I hated this movie so much. Buy my book. Buy my book. Uh, okay, so... Uh, he says to... We, we learn that his name is George, and he says to her... That, Retribution. Yeah, his name is, his name is George Retribution. <laughs> and he's an ex-CIA agent with a checkered past. He's not. And he's out for revenge. <laughs> he's not, not, not. He's just a cook now. <laughs> but before he was into black ops uh no he says uh that he tried to kill himself because he couldn't get his painting right and he makes her like a doily god's eye kind of coaster you make it summer camp yeah <laughs> and like, i finish occupational therapy here's a coaster can i go now also i love that uh, the the scene before this is him making the weird little little doily and uh, a little girl is like give me that dumbass yeah. and kind of like fixes it for him. And she, he's like, fuck you. I'm doing it. And he grabs it back from her kind of petulantly. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's funny. Why is she in the adult ward? <laughs> These people are dangerous. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like a fucking eight year old girl. You don't know what she did to get in there. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. she, she's the worst of all. Of that's them. why. That's why. Yeah. Could be. Her name is retribution too. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. The return of Vito. <laughs> Vito's a girl this time. That'd be great. Would be just like little, like, like Trancers. Or like um the mum 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 shocker. That one part in shocker. shocker. Yeah. <laughs> so he's feeling better. Everything's gonna be fine. Uh his therapist fast tracks him for release because yep. she's given the ability to do so. Uh she she gets that coaster, she puts it on her desk and Either through magical mind powers or something unclear, unclear. Coffee knocks over like he's like he's carrying it, like he's. I think it, got carry white powers. I think it's like Vito wants to get out, but he just like can't fully, and like so dumb shit like that happens when he's just like frustrated. Well, that I mean. Kind of like he's spinning around like the Tasmanian Devil inside him, but can't really move, and every now and then just a tip of a finger knocks something back. Yeah. No, I mean, I can I can He's agree like, with that. He's like, we've got a bed already so I can come out. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much to this that isn't explained like that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Where it's like, it's just completely, 
you have to make up a backstory for it. And I wish that they would just kind of give you something to explain how he works. Yep. There's something vaguely unsatisfying about Well, as about we were saying before we started, it. the original cut of this movie was three hours long. So <laughs> just visualize where we could have gone in that extra two, like hour and a half. The extra um, hour was just him on the bus. <laughs> they just extended that bus ride. Yeah. They even jumped a thing in <laughs> But no, like, I wonder if they, like... And he just goes to the most random ass places. Like, let's go to the reggae club with the witch doctor in the back. Like, did he go to anywhere else like that? that Which was just like scene <laughs> is uh, beyond beyond. Like, it's like let's let's you want to talk about visit, the go... tone of this movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like this movie. Like it half of it. It's like you look like you're trying to win an award. <laughs> like you look like you're going for a fucking Sundance. Yeah. Like. Okay, cool. Like, and then Dr. fucking Rasta? Are you kidding me? It's like something at a weekend at Bernie's shows up. But what do you think? Do you think he went to anywhere even weirder? Like, like in the long cut? Like, I hope so. Like, so my niece, she's I mean, in second grade, and she goes to the school, and in the basement of the school, there's a wizard. <laughs> and maybe he can give you some answers. Oh, if it's... If this movie had been a three-hour long... Wizard of Oz, where he's just going to different places to try and solve his problems. I would be totally into that. More of a more of a Harry Potter vibe to the thing, where he's destroying Horcruxes or whatever. Um, okay, so we are now. Oh, she goes. She goes really far out of the way to mention that there's someone named Angel who's been calling for him and mm-hmm. is very concerned about him, and that. He was born on April 1st. Yep. It's like something about you should be happier because you were born on April Fool's Day or some yeah. line. It was super shoehorned in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so. Hope you have a nice day and everything goes well. By the way, isn't it crazy you were born on <laughs> April Fool's? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need to know my mother's maiden name? Wait, yeah. <laughs> Come back. Um. So he goes down to where Angel works as a prostitute, which sounds like the setup for a joke. <laughs> I don't go down to where Angel works and sla- No, sorry. Uh, what I meant to say is, so he goes down to where she's working. She is a prostitute. And completely unrelated to the Angel franchise. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. Um, cool linkage. It would have been. And she is a movie prostitute, which is awesome. She's... Her outfit... Is so cool. Yep. Um, I was incredibly into that. And she's, she's pretty got, and always happy and doesn't really seem like she has any kind of prostitute problems whatsoever. I mean, yeah, prostitute in the 80s would have a lot more problems than this woman. Um, <laughs> who has none. Yeah, who seems Except for to the be, fact that she wants to be girlfriends with retribution. And this, she's just going to solve that. This is the way it should be. This is how sex workers need to be treated. <laughs> and this is the diatribe that I'm going to turn this podcast into. <laughs> Uh, Angel deserves to be happy, goddammit. Anyway, and but she... If you she think has, she's doing that for 20 bucks, you're fucking tripping. You're fucking tripping. Um, she's got awesome pink hair. She's got sequins and weird big... A hundred bracelets on one wrist. A hundred bracelets. Well, your gesture reminded me. She's also fucking buff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a moment where she's, like, leaning over something, and she's just fucking cut. She's, like, yep. really vascular. I was like, damn. Mm. Don't don't mess with her. Uh, I guess that probably is a 
good idea in her line of work. Yeah. Um, so she really likes this guy, even though he looks like the BTK killer. Um, and he goes back to his apartment and unlike every movie like this. So we've got this kind of like Frankenhooker, Hen and Lauder kind of vibe going on yep. in, in a bit of this. And also that like, you know, like this dirty, gritty, we're not in New York, but it's this New York style, like, oh, my apartment's shitty and oh, my landlord's a creep and all this shit. He goes in and instead of all that stuff happening, the prostitute that's outside is nice to him and has a happy life and mm -hmm. seems to be happy and wants him to be happy. He goes inside his landlord that he hasn't paid forever. Instead She's of going, to see Fuck, him. you haven't paid your rent. In every other movie you would have seen like this, yep. she would have been screaming at him. And where did you go? We we were gonna lock you out. Blah blah blah. She's like, oh, don't worry about it. You don't need to pay your rent. We were so concerned about you while you were in your hospital. She has a fucking dog. She has that's a dog like that a wears person. sunglasses and a wig. <laughs> it's the best. It should have talked. I was waiting for it to talk. That dog was insane so again the tone of this movie yeah. is like we're talking taxi driver tone and a dog in sunglasses <laughs> like that's great I, it's great i mean there's honestly the more i talk about it the more i like it <laughs> <laughs> it's happened to me before here um okay so yeah so she's she unlocks his door for him uh, her drunk husband is a little bit of a he's just drunk yeah he's not mean he's kind of dumb he's still yeah. he's just dumb he says something no we we're all betting on uh, the other guy the wacko and the artist to jump off the roof right. uh, yeah so Shut but up. he's still still pretty nice yeah um okay and he heads back to his apartment which is a bizarre disaster i love this and i was like oh man i want to place it looks like that it's huge too well I, aside from the fact that it's like bigger than any apartment i've ever had yep i was like man that like broken wall looks cool as hell yeah it's got so somebody busted out a wall but then didn't finish breaking it out so it's got slats going sideways it's just a very cool look yep i was like i would totally be into having a place that looked exactly like mm. his um hopefully your paintings sell i God, I hope so. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So he's got unsold paintings littering the entire place. They're just kind of gigantic canvases. I don't know where he gets the money for it because <laughs> the canvas alone is hundreds of bucks. Well, the, yeah, he's got literally thousands of dollars in canvases littered around the the place, and he's also painting with uh, tempera paint, which I thought was weird. I mean, I'm sure people do it because it's cheap, but it's like, it was very odd to see him like... I don't, I don't know what that is. It's like water-based paint. And okay. they went out of their way to show that it was because he was like dipping it in water. And he was like oh, okay. washing his brush. And it's like, you know, like a little kid would paint oh, tempera okay. paint. Very strange. Like, <laughs> meh. But it looks cool. I liked the look of his paintings. Um, so he's going back to painting. It's... I guess later that evening and he puts his brush on the canvas and it splashes a big bloody smear across <gasps> it. And he freaks out. And he's like, Shh. I was using yellow, not yeah. red. Gross. He tries to clean it. Oh no, it just gets bigger. Oh boy. Something supernatural is going on. I should take some pills with booze. That'll clear my head. 
Uh, he does. He downs some pills, takes, drinks some booze, and shakily sits down on the bed. After a few more pulls of booze, he's like, I think it's time <laughs> And cut to a weird bar. Yeah. This uh, set pieces in this movie, amazing. The bar is real. Amazing. That bar is crazy. Yeah, the bar's not a set. That one that that's real. They rented a bar out. That place they must have they must have decorated it. Like I don't know. those I know the they... weird statues with the masks on it were so like everything about I, that was. I know so lots out of, of this is lots of this is rented actual places. His apartment was a set. Wow. Yep. That's I mean But the bar is real, the church is real, the, I mean that obviously the, the art slaughterhouse is the slaughterhouse is real, the art gallery is real. Yeah. Uh yeah. But man, the uh, this place, it's just like it looks like a hotel bar. It looks like a hick country western bar. <laughs> it looks like some sort of avant garde like. There's just something for everybody. It really is. It's like <laughs> it's just very welcoming to every every sect of person on the planet. Very, <laughs> it's nice. Um, okay, so he goes to the bar and orders a retzina on the rocks with a. Double, Double twist. twist. What an odd drink. Someone might recognize a drink like that. And she does. And the woman sitting at the bar says, Wow, that's weird. I used to knew a, I used to know a guy who drank Retsina with a double twist. <laughs> and he's like, Oh really? There aren't very many of us left. Because people keep killing us. Just saying. And then she's like, Let's boom. <laughs> we should totally do it. I killed a guy <laughs> like that and I would totally like to do it with another guy. <laughs> Uh, and so she owns the bar, which is an odd thing to enter into this. I thought that was an odd complication, but I guess it kind of makes sense that she would be someone of means. They yeah. wanted to kind of. They put probably her... used her bar as a as a hideout for the the the, the bookie shit. That yeah. makes sense. Hey, who cares? It's such a no. detail that doesn't even matter. Though. It doesn't, but it's interesting. Yeah. Um, no, it's not. Nope. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, so they go back to her place. She makes a bunch of weird pussy jokes and uh and they have like really weird exchanges where he like alternately is like mean to her and gets her angry and like about to kick him out and then she's then he's nice. Yeah. Mean, nice, and she's like, uh, I'm gonna go get some ice. And so she goes to the kitchen for ice. And then the power starts going crazy. The window blows in, knocks her against the counter. She's all bloody. The stove is coming alive, banging banging the door. The refrigerator door shoots off. This is so rad. The whole rad. place just explodes around her. Every drawer shoots out, every utensil, every everything. everything. I love busy scenes like this yeah. in movies. And they nailed and the it. lighting. Yeah. The fact that everything, every time the stove explodes, it's lit from the inside and it's got crazy shit going yep. on. Like... Beautiful lighting, crazy Italian, like, when the when the window blows in, it's, like, weird colored lighting, and yep. I, I really loved it. And then uh, Retribution comes in, and he's got freaking neon green eyes. Yeah. And he's, like, a demon now. Yes. And, of course, they figured out that you could drop uh, whatever that stuff is from the, the optometrist into people's yep. eyes, and you shine a black light on them, and then it reflects. Yeah. Which is why his face is blue every time you see him, because he's got a black light, black light on him. Yep. shining on his face. But it works. But it looks fucking awesome. Yeah. It is a crazy different effect. That... And then he delivers that badass catchphrase. 
<laughs> that's not really that badass. He kind of yelled it when he was like in it's, pain. But it's so he, weird. He turns it around to like a, a vengeance thing because that's the last thing his killers heard him saying. Oh, absolutely. I I definitely wish. <laughs> so imagine if it wasn't like that dramatic though. What if he was burning? He was like, "Oh fuck, this sucks. Oh, this sucks so bad." <laughs> and then when he comes to kill, him, he's like, "Oh, this sucks. This, this sucks, sucks so bad." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, who's going to take care of my fish? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, who's going to take care of my fish? Uh, It's you! I knew it! Yeah, his his catchphrase is, Santa Maria, save me! Something like that. Um, Santa Maria, mother of God, help me. Yeah, that's it. And, uh... Help me kill. Yeah, I, I... I do kind of agree with this kind of how it is kind of weird. It's almost as though maybe it would have been cooler if it was something that the guy said, like a Batman kind of thing where it's, do you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? So the guy yeah. that the main guy that kills him says something like okay, he had yeah. a, like a Bible verse that he said before he killed somebody <laughs> and he says it out loud and they're like, why would you know that? Yep. You know, that would have been cool. But it's still it's still the same thing. They're it's like, just, why it, would you know that? Like, that right, absolutely. Obviously, that brings it back to the day. It's yeah. just the help me at the end kind of dulls it for me. Maybe that. Maybe I'm crazy. You are. Okay. Uh, so she then stabs herself in the stomach because of his amazing psychic abilities. And then we cut to kids outside skateboarding and playing stickball. <laughs> and George walks out of the building all freaked out. And Angel yells after him. Uh, we don't know what building he's coming out of. I, we assume that it's her building. No, it's his building. Okay. Well, because we, he because he didn't actually leave the building. Like right. We know that later, but I think that when I watched, I think when you watch it the first time, I think anyone would assume that he's coming out of her building, which again is a they, complication. But it is. They me. live in the same building. Wait, what? Yeah. They live in that building together. That's why they're. That's how she knows her him. No, yes. no, I'm not an angel. I mean, her and like it. You assume that he's leaving the apartment he just killed someone in. Oh, 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 oh. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Like I think when you're watching it, you see somebody die, oh, and then I you see, see him that. run out the yep. door, and so it's hard oh, to imagine it's anything I see else. That. Okay. And then when it later is revealed that he his astral body is killing people, yep. It doesn't. Oh, now, now you got me curious. Now I m- m- miss that. Did Angel see his astral body? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. I think we just misinterpreted. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, his astral body thing. That is, that's such a confusing addition to this whole story. Um, whatever. George goes out to breakfast and he looks like shit. The paper's already reporting the grisly downtown murder. Mm. Um, he goes back to his therapist and he tells her the whole story. He's like, this thing happened and I was there. I killed them, but I didn't. And I remember everything about it. Um, and oops, nosebleed. The meeting's interrupted by the 70s platonic ideal of a sexy man. Uh, <laughs> this totally doctor. a dude straight out of a Sears catalog he underwear really section. He really is. He's like, he's like the J.C. Penny <laughs> model hair from 1978. Mustache. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. And uh, he's doctor's boyfriend or yes. husband. Or whatever. Again, I wish he was just left out of the damn movie because that's all he does is is leak her documents to the police, 
which bring the police in to start investigating him for those murders. And the police and, are too late to do anything. And the police every don't do anything time. anyway, so it's just like fucking leave them out of the picture. Yeah, the police are a straight MacGuffin. They're basically like they just they show up and they keep not doing anything. Yeah, is that what they do for the three hour runtime? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they do something more interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh God. The police don't do anything in this, but no, it's talk true. like I. So. I love this movie, but kind of you could just chip, 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 chop yeah. those people out. <laughs> it's, I mean, chop I, her boyfriend out because he brings the cops in. And I the hate cops to devil's advocate this, but I feel like I would like when you're making a movie like this, you, it feels like you'd be like, "Come on, the cops are going to get involved eventually, right? You know, yeah. they've got to." And so, they, I mean, they would, but we don't need to follow them. Right. They'd be investigating these murders, but like, who cares? Like, right, right. <laughs> it's true, especially when they don't do anything. <laughs> yep, good point. Um, okay, so he remembers that she looked like someone from his dream. Uh, he gives her the nosebleed, and uh, she writes down in her notebook, she's like, he has paranoid delusions, because she doesn't <laughs> believe that he did anything. I love that she has to write that. <laughs> like, I'm oh. going to forget this. <laughs> this one person I'm talking to that I know very well. Yes, I'm going to forget <laughs> the guy that believes that he was at the scene of a murder when I don't believe he was there, that he has paranoid delusions. Very important. And one dozen eggs, gallon of milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's more like it. So he gets onto a bus, and I. <laughs> this was one of the funniest lines I've ever heard. He was like, he's like, you have to pay to get on this bus there, yeah. buddy. And he's like, oh, how much? Hey, depends on how far you're going. What? So you're the first bus in history that operates like a cab? Yeah. Who the fuck pays by the mile at a bus? Maybe it happened back in the day. I don't know. That, that would t- be... The, the turnpike you see you pay by so distance. So confusing. I remember that. Remember you get your card and it would depend on where you got off. You'd give the card to somebody. Then did you pay that amount? Good yeah. God, that was insane. Yeah. So maybe it was like that. But I also like the line where he goes, uh, where, it depends on where you're going. He's like, I don't know where I'm going. And you don't know where you're going dollar twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. That was definitely <laughs> worth it. Um, and then they have that weird freak on the bus, too. Like, the weirdo that's, like, only half a weirdo, though. Like, it's like, it's like they tried to make a quirky passenger, but he just wasn't quirky enough to, like, matter or to do make him To make him look more like a serial killer than our main character would have taken a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he would have had to have been covered in blood with, like, a raincoat. Yeah. <laughs> but, and a duck on his head. <laughs> right. He was... Our main character, it's hard to not think of him as guilty of killing multiple people. <laughs> this dude looks dangerous. Um, so he pulls the cord, and the driver won't stop. That bothered me, though. He said he's never ridden the bus before. And he knew what the... But yeah. once he saw the place he needed to go to, he instantly was like, what? Pull this cord like like, you, like you've ridden the bus because every day. Because like, Vito rode the bus. <gasps> oh, that makes sense. Damn. Oh, excuse it. Um, I also loved, I loved his line here. He's like, this is my stop. And he's like, yeah, but it ain't my stop. <laughs> yeah. It's like, You're the what? shittiest bus driver ever. <laughs> <laughs> the point of the bus is to stop at my stops. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing. I don't live here. I have to go anywhere. <laughs> this, just an entire bus of hostages. Yeah. Uh, We've been on here for three days. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody help us. Um, he locks the door when he refuels. <laughs> so now we are... He's he's mad about this, so he psychically crashes the bus into a fire hydrant. Yeah, uh, in a very expensive looking scene. It was, um, <laughs> and 
he gets out. Everybody's all freaked out. They threaten to sue somebody, blah, blah, blah. Um, he goes to a tenement house, and there's a little kid out front playing with... This part I thought was a little cliche, and I knew where it was going instantly. I was just like, oh, that's got to be Vito's kid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously that is true. I mean, that's uh, of course it's going to be his family that he's going back to see. Yep. But I don't know. It was... You needed something like this to connect the dots. There needed to be somebody who didn't hate Vito. Yeah. Because so far, it's only people who murdered him who were introduced to. We're introduced to six people that knew Vito. Yeah. And of them, five of them murdered him. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. And one of them never even got his comeuppance. Well, he did after the credits, I assume. Yeah. Some someplace down the line, that lady did mm. did him in. I'm sure, uh, but that kid's playing with what I can only refer to as the worst fucking toy ever made. Do you remember that the Star Wars, the original Star Wars gun? I didn't know what. It, oh, I thought it was a Captain Power. Oh, that would be good if it was. But I think it was the uh, the the original blaster from Star Wars, okay. which had the little engine. In it, it was literally like a little motor because they couldn't make digital noises yet because it was the 70s. (laughs) And so to make the noise, it was literally grinding on plastic and making a shrieking sound inside the thing. So it would like kind of twitch and... And that's how he introduces him. He's just like, hey, boom, mister, you're dead. (laughs) You're dead. (laughs) I know I'm I'm just playing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Said to Maria, mother of... (laughs) Save me. (laughs) So Vito talks to him, yada yada. They go inside, and and then he does the whole, do I know you, talking to Vito's widow. And he's, I mean, obviously this dude's awkward. I mean, we know the guy's awkward, but he's like, "Uh, I don't even know why I'm here. But uh, that's obviously not the greatest way to lead off a conversation with a stranger. what else would you say? Like, you're at a stranger's door. Like, I think I might (laughs) be half your dead husband. That would be how I would lead. Okay, yeah, that might, that might get you in the door better. <laughs> I think so. Um, okay. But only at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this building looks like a place where you would want to let people in that you don't know in the middle mm. of the night. Um, I'm your husband by night. Husband by night. Uh, of course, she doesn't want to talk to him. Blah, blah, blah. She runs away. Uh, and George goes back home. George's landlady has something very important to talk to him about. Oh, yeah. No, just come in here. We're going to talk. It's going to be great. I was just uh, fill out some forms. Surprise! It's a surprise party for George. It's the most normal surprise party I've ever seen. Of course, it involves a weird... Lots of weird piano music, uh, a motorcycle that drives him around in circles. Somebody drives a motorcycle. A little inside. person in a fireman's helmet DJing. You know, typical, typical and stuff. And a slow dance and at, at, a, at a big tenement building where everybody that lives there is the bestest of friends. I love it. I love this scene. I, I just actually posted the scene online right before coming in here. So good. <laughs> it's such a good scene, and it's again this this whole thing where. Instead of everyone hating each other, which all these movies have, yeah. it's such a cliche that every person hates everybody in all these like gritty movies. I wonder if that was the joke at all, that or if it might was be just it. Made, maybe just or, 
a weird thing, yeah. I mean, it's it's so much more pleasant. It turns out that like people who are rooting for your main character and want to help him, yep, kind of makes a movie more watchable in yeah. a lot of ways. So, kudos for that too. But once little man changes the music and starts to slow dance, George ends up hooking up with Angel. Yep. And then goes back to her room. <laughs> yes. But he's a little drunky. A little too drunk. Kind of passes out before the fun stuff can even happen. That's true. And uh, we cut to sexy therapist having a sexy bath with sexy mustache doctor. (laughs) And he says that maybe George is just a schizo. Oh, he brings brings up the point, the, 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 the big line, like, have you ever considered that he could be doing these murders and not knowing it? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's... I think that's exactly what everybody was thinking. <laughs> I mean, it's, but in in Mustache Doctor's defense, it's not what she was thinking. Yeah, she's like, oh, you have detailed knowledge of the crime scene and <laughs> things that the police didn't say in the article. Huh? Interesting. You must well, have been dreaming. You must be paranoid. <laughs> yeah. You must have one of those dreams that gives you special knowledge of a crime scene. I'm a bad doctor. You are a bad <laughs> doctor. I'm sorry. I love that she also is supportive of our main character, but she's not thinking nope. clearly no. here. Uh, okay. So so we have that scene with Angel and him about to have sex, and he falls asleep. And then she leaves, and she says to his unconscious body on the way out the door, I'd love to be your girlfriend, George. And then she walks out. So sad. Yeah. Hey, let's go to a slaughterhouse. <laughs> this is this is more of that kind of cinema verite, like dirty, grimy horror blah. Yeah. So we get some some I don't know, pig heads cut by a giant It's just like Slaughterhouse intro where we just spend some time watching actual gore in a slaughterhouse. Yeah, but I think it was also I think it was enough that we saw it was faster paced. Right. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't so much that it was gratuitous or that And even, lingered on it for three minutes with yeah. nice music. Yep. Yeah, you're just like, oh We're that, at a slaughterhouse. That, it's a slaughterhouse. And holy shit, does that slaughter that that the scenery the scenery in the slaughterhouse is so awesome. That whole so many row big carcasses. Of big carcasses <laughs> in that big long hallway room. Yeah. It's so good. Yep. And I I will say I didn't see this coming. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Did not see this coming. Uh, so uh, everybody clocks out for the night except for this our last guy, Johnny. He's staying in to do a little bit of extra work. And he looks a lot like Peter Lorre, which is interesting. He's like kind of a skinny Peter Lorre. Um, and then some spooky voice calls to him in the distance. Yep. He's like, hey, who's there? <laughs> and... This isn't funny anymore, and you're scaring me. Oh, no, he doesn't say that. It's Retribution Veto Edition. <laughs> hey, Retribution, is that you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey. Help me. <laughs> wow, that's really scary when Feed you say help me. Feed my fish. <laughs> when you say help me, that really terrifies me for some reason, even though it sounds like you are in trouble. Um. But yeah, he turns the winds on and uh, he blows <laughs> Hits him this, with a pig. <laughs> he blows this guy inside of a giant pig carcass, traps him in there, seals it up, seals it up, sends it sends it down 
the rollers to a conveyor belt. Psychically saw. turns on the blade. Yep. Psychically turns on the, the conveyor. And then does his catchphrase and, and brings out the neon eyes mm-hmm. and cuts this guy up into pieces while he's trapped in a dead pig. With his head out the pig's butt, just screaming. <laughs> it's insane. It is. I. It's yeah. insane. This whole you, this scene is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And it's you amazing. Never <laughs> see it again. And also, I bet that sausage tasted like shoes for weeks. <laughs> um, so, there it is. Um, There's another person down on Vito's hit list. Yep. So... Again, we have this the scene that we have resolved that it's confusing and that we don't know why it's happening. And even by the end, none of us know why it's happening, so it doesn't matter. But he wakes up from the nightmare, but Angel is there. So he has an alibi, and he also literally has an alibi. Like He knows that he wasn't at the crime scene. Yeah. He was with this woman. He would be caked in pig blood. Also, he would be caked in pig blood. Um, Which I think is what he jumped into the shower to try to wash off him, but there wasn't any. Right. I definitely wish that his psychic body had pig's blood on it. <laughs> like, if they'd literally been like, oh, he's like covered in blood. Yep. And then he mentioned the blood. But yes, I think you're right. I think he's trying to rinse the blood off him from that yep. thing. Maybe they had to cut the gore. Maybe They did. They got an X rating. For the gore. They had to cut a bunch of shit. Boo. Yep. Okay, that's probably why. There probably was blood. <laughs> okay, um... So... He goes back to therapy again. Yay! Cool! Um, I just... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Before this... The ast- Why did they choose to do the astral projection? Why isn't it just him? I don't know. Because... In this instance, like, why would it... N- like the I idea guess maybe that they I, need a body for this to happen is rendered completely moot by the fact that it, he, he doesn't have a body. Yeah. And so why is his mind linked up with him when he leaves? It's like he's taking his soul for a walk somehow. But he can only do that, I guess, when he sleeps. I, I'm not really understanding the no. the ramifications, the spiritual ramifications of this, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, she, at therapy, therapist points out that obviously he couldn't have done it because there's a witness, blah, blah, blah. He says that the thing inside him says, Santa Maria, Mother of God, blah, blah, blah. Tells her about the trip to the bus trip to the lady's house. <laughs> and the therapist smartly says, it's probably time to recommit you. <laughs> and so, but instead of being like, all right. Get in the straight jacket. <laughs> yeah. Um, just go. I'll go. start the paperwork on this. I'll call you. I'll call you in a few days when you're, yeah, when you're ready to be committed. <laughs> right. It, it's definitely a voluntary committal, mm-hmm. but also it wouldn't be voluntary if he said no, I think. And so it's weird that she's like, we're going to let you get your stuff in order. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, but. Uh, George takes a, uh, a trip with California's only New York stereotype cabbie. Uh, and this is where he makes his water hose explode yeah. by making Too many turns. turns. <laughs> totally makes sense. So good. And that's the director, fun fact. The cab driver. Oh my god. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
That's so weird. So George goes to the cemetery, and the lady and kid from before are there. They're saying a prayer over a grave. She's, she finally decides to talk to him. She's like, oh, my husband died on Halloween night, and he was born on April Fool's Day. <laughs> Wait a minute. George was born on April Fool's Day and almost died on Halloween. Weird. <laughs> You're blowing my mind, bro. Uh, as we know, as we, as Americans, just in the zeitgeist, it's there that if you are born on the same day as someone else and die on the same day as someone else, you can just take over their life and kill people. You can swap bodies. Right. Absolutely. It's just it's like Freaky Friday. It's like you can't, if you pee into the same fountain together, you're going to switch bodies. Yep. You know, cross don't, the streams. Don't make wishes over the skull, blah, blah, blah. There's, Souls go up through pee pee. That's, <laughs> yep. They're, they're like, the Bible. they're like Kandiru or whatever <laughs> those weird little horrible fish from the Amazon are. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, and she reveals that her husband was killed for $15,000, which is like... And like, why would they even kill him? Then you're guaranteed not to get the money. They're not very smart. (laughs) (laughs) This is a problem that I have with a lot of those kind of stories where they're like, you know, oh, hey, we killed this guy because he owed us money. I know that that does happen eventually to send a message sometimes. But send a message to whom? It was just him. Like He's a cutting his hand not... off would really yeah. send a message too. And then he could probably still get a job and pay you back eventually little by little. Yeah, you could <laughs> claim that it was at work when it happened. Yeah. You could go up to him at his desk job somewhere, cut off his hand, he files a worker's comp claim, he gets $30,000 for his severed hand one of them even worked at the Boom. butcher look oh that's the, a slaughterhouse that's damn it easy workers get comp. him a job there and whoopsie poopsie <laughs> the mafia come hand on in the grinder yep <laughs> it's so easy oh my god yeah that seems yeah, like... we could have helped these people out yeah let's save <laughs> <Except> the veto <laughs> sucks for your hand bro <laughs> i feel like it would have saved them all a lot of problems mm. um so guess what guess what he's gonna do He's going to call his psychiatrist. Oh, neat. Oh. <laughs> uh, she's given him all the logical blah, blah, blahs of his situation. But then her pen starts leaking blood. Oh. <clears throat> can't be logical when your pen's leaking blood. No, you can't. So now the magic is infecting her? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, No, I don't either. Again, I'm just, that's we, why I said my statement with a question mark right. at the end. <laughs> again, the issue is that we don't have any kind of grasp on what the magic is that's Mm -hmm. being used in this movie. So we don't know her papers fly everywhere. She's freaked out. She runs out. um, And then she gathers her wits together and goes to her meeting with her bosses and handles this about as poorly as a human being can handle a meeting with your superiors. I don't even remember it because it's so freaking boring. Uh, Sure, but I mean, she's (laughs) like, okay, so we need to uh, do a review of all the things that are going on. Oh, um, okay, so I know I'm up for this promotion, so I want to give you my theory about my patient. I think he's possessed by a person (laughs) who was killed and he's not killing people. The reason that he has knowledge of all of these locations, he has an alibi. He has a woman that was with him. Oh, you talked to this woman? No. I know. So, <laughs> all you know is that he has intimate knowledge 
of the killings and information the police never released. Look, and he made up a woman. <laughs> he's a crazy person, and I totally take his word. Of course. Uh, I'm a bad doctor. He hasn't, he hasn't done anything to show that no. he would be a danger to himself or others throughout this whole thing. Good lady. But, uh, okay. Either way, her boss does the, the therapist version of telling her to turn in her badge and her gun. She's like, you're off the case. You're a loose cannon. You blew up 13 ambulances and you <laughs> wrecked City Hall. But damn it, and you, you get results. And you crashed a bus into the water fountain. <laughs> well, she, there's that. <laughs> um, so they're like, listen, sexy mustache guy. He gave away the game, lady. He's already yep. called the cops, and Hoyt Axton is here, and he's brought his bathroom buddy with him. <laughs> She's like, what? what? I'm going to go dump pee-pee on his head. I've got to go fill one of these things with urine and then dump it over his head. <laughs> it was already filled. Oh, I was hoping that she filled it herself. Um, <laughs> it's in the three-hour <laughs> It's just her drinking. It's like, ah, don't have to go to the bathroom. Just drinking glass after glass of water. God, I hope he's in the hallway. (laughs) She's waiting for him to show up. It's like, oh, shit, his shift's in a half hour. We wait in real time a half hour for him to show up. She's just sitting on the bedpan drinking water from the water cooler at the same time. Just continuously filling it. Uh, Yes. But, but yeah, she she gets pissed off her husband because he gave the documents that were supposed to be the doctor-patient confidentiality kind of things, but yep. spilled the beans to the police, so she pours a bedpan over his head. Uh, unfortunately, I again, I hate to, to be the one that's like, you know, Peck from Ghostbusters was actually technically correct. You know, they didn't have any of these kind of things. But, like, the information that he has, she's not behaving in any way rationally about this fucking thing it makes no sense that she would do this because she's sweet on him every girl is i mean look at him he's got that his landlord loves him (laughs) pretty angel loves him his doctor is protecting him that hunky jeffrey dahmer look to yeah just (laughs) every haircut is just fire (laughs) every girl's crazy about a btk man (laughs) um Okay, so George goes back to Angel Street Corner and apologizes for being a possessed freako. Uh, she's having a full day of prostitution and drinking milkshakes, so she doesn't need him. She's got fucking milkshakes and prostitution, which is way cooler than him. Whatever. But she decides to play hooky from her prostitution job and get stoned and look at modern art with him, which rules. Yeah. Um, I like this scene. Yeah, it's like a full-on... It, it's almost like a montage. I would have liked it more if there was no dialogue and it was yep. set to fucking Walking on Sunshine or something. I would have liked but... it no dialogue, too, because some of the dialogue uh, made him sound like he was more drunk than stoned, he was, I felt. He was very bad at playing stoned. Yes. He definitely seemed as though he had never been stoned before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they probably should have smoked him up before this and just let him loose. <laughs> just to see what happens. Um so, all right. Um, but they're they're enjoying themselves at the Neon Light Museum. Oh my god! This this installation is so fucking cool. Yeah, though. I mean. And then there's a. It culminates when with them looking up at a giant big tiki head. Yes. Thing, like an Easter Island head kind of thing, and then it starts bleeding from the eyes, and flooding blood everywhere. But 
Yeah. I think only really in Retribution's mind. I can't decide if that's real or not. Oh, it's she, not real. She because, because, but then we see Angel actually stepping in it and leaving Bloodprints outside. Why would we see that if it's not? That's another I mean, one of those weird fucking... She can't see it, but if she's leaving footprints, I think... I mean, listen, it's all She's leaving blood footprints, Everything and George is isn't watching, though. So it's just like, so why would we see the blood in her foot... Because he's not crazy. He's possessed of a demon yeah, that yeah, is yeah. making these things happen. Mm-hmm. So there's a... Uh, there's some sort of, you know otherworldly something leaking from its eyes. So is the demon making the blood real for her too, but she just doesn't notice? She can't see it. Okay. It's I I assume that I assume that it's like it's in the other realm or whatever. It's real and he can see it because he's from that other, you know, whatever. Gotcha. He's got one foot in the other realm. That's kinda what I think. But I mean, again, we don't know why he's magical. It's it's almost like it would have made more sense like I don't want to I don't want this to be like it would have been way more racist if they'd done it this way but I would have liked it more if he had been someone who knew fucking Dr. Rasta and he was a dude who was like whatever like if Dr. Rasta had instead been like a Santeria practitioner or something Mm -hmm. or voodoo or whatever and this guy was also a voodoo guy and he had some sort of charm with him or some sort of thing and it was like oh he burned with the pack the sachet that you know that he gave him that was supposed to give him some sort of ability to do whatever then it would have given me a link to this dude in this reggae club that has no business being So you're just describing child's play now. I mean yes. (laughs) I gotta get that amulet. But, <laughs> but also, I'm describing the way that like plot points work. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like, hanging us high and dry. You can't with this just fucking... make up something and have zero things to back it up. Retribution's like, like old my beer. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's funny because it is like it's like it's almost like it's it's almost as though it's missing the inciting incident in the script mm-hmm. where you're like, yeah. you're you've got something left out of this where you're just like, I don't know. It feels, maybe that's the thing that it is. It makes you feel shaky. Like, the story doesn't give you a foothold so that you're like, okay, I know where we're going from here mm-hmm. because these are the logical things. It just kind of meanders. And if it had had more, of, more like, distinct plot points, you would have had a more, like, oh, you could, you can't subvert my, you know, my expectations if I don't have any expectations, if I don't know why anything's happening, yep, I don't. I'm not invested in what does happen. I think, and again, I think this is a good movie. I like. Yeah. I do. I do think this is a good movie. I think it's well made, and I enjoyed watching it. It does get very dull. Yeah. Places. Oh yeah, definitely. It, are... it has just stretches of yeah, boredom. And I, and I wrote that in my little slothy review today that it does definitely slog in a few parts. It does. But yeah, whatever. But that's my that's my defense for this movie. When it when it, when it wants to go balls to the walls crazy, it freaking yeah. Beep, it, it and also punches a gas pedal when they out. when they choose locations, they don't fuck around. No, they go and, everywhere. Fuck. And so when he's like, okay, uh, I gotta run for it. There's a warrant for my arrest. So he takes off. Uh, the psychiatrist had to give up his name. Had to give them the file and all this stuff. So George goes back to his apartment 
and he finds that somebody's painted over all the east over all of the things mm-hmm. they had with like looked like one of them was the Easter Island head with the bleeding eyes and then now we see that it's a bunch of those Freddy Krueger faces and yep. all that stuff so he's like ah fuck this shit you know we get some crazy moments with that he runs back and he goes to a church and this church is insane and the it, church is real the church yeah. looks like it looks like a church that would make John Waters Pope <laughs> this, it's like the tackiest most like amazing church I've ever seen in my life. It's just got goo everywhere. Um, but yeah, great. So Angel's like, no, don't worry. I've got somebody that can help you. He's helped me out a couple of times with similar beyond the grave person who died on the same day that I tried to kill myself. I was born on the same day as they were. <laughs> that kind of situation, I, I have somebody who deals with that kind of shit. So come on with me to the most obvious place, Dr. Rasta's Funtime uh, Reggae Emporium, which is... You cannot tell me this is a real location because this is not a real location no. this, this is, is a, a re- this is a reggae club with a full reggae a, band a ton of people dancing <laughs> but in the back room is a secret witch doctor's lair and everything's dressed up with cheap tiki shit everywhere so it's like we're from jamaica by way of uh, you know southeast asia and some other pure white imports <laughs> clearance section you know, some <laughs> Some Tahiti and some bastardized white people's version of Tahiti, <laughs> oh, yeah. Tahitian culture, and uh, he's he's got the full the full thing. His place looks like a Spencer's Gifts. He's got a fucking parrot. <laughs> he walks. He's, wa- out, he's wearing a snake. <laughs> he walks out wearing a boa constrictor. Um, he's got sunglasses on in the middle of the day, in the middle of the darkest in his dark room, in his inside. dark room inside. And uh, this scene just cheeses me it reminds me so much of ninja 3 the domination yeah when they go see james hong yep only this scene nothing gets accomplished at all no like he goes and they hold hands and you're like okay he's gonna link up with dr rasta they're gonna form like a psychic bond he's gonna get some answers for what's going on but then rasta's just like let go of me and starts Ah, spinning around and breaking everything and then he's just like get out like okay it's like, wh- why did we go here? <laughs> yeah, there's no reason. It was such a, it was it such a nothing. easy time to give an info dump. Exactly. It was a time where you could bring out the thing, the secret person, yeah. and he could say how he did what he did or explain yep. anything. Or and I gave just, Vito that amulet that let him do that. Right, you know what I mean? Like exactly. anything. Like we got nothing here. Exactly. Except a, that would have been the thing. Oh my God. If that was the moment, it's like, Vito, what are you doing? I yeah. told you that in secret or whatever, you know. Yeah. Oh, you used... I told you never to use it. Yeah. You're the one that stole my fill-in-the-blank. Corvette. <laughs> my <laughs> special magical Corvette that allows you dr- to drive from the other world back to the land of the living. <laughs> it's painted with, like, a Jamaican flag on it's, it. <laughs> Uh, that would have been good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bummer because it's this, it's this type of like, it, you basically add in a racist trope of like Orientalism yeah. into it. That's like, yeah, oh, why did you have to do this? <laughs> like, yep. it didn't need to be there in the first place, and it does nothing. But I will also say that it was crazy enough that I enjoyed 
the ride. It, I like, yes, and I enjoy the the room destruction too, the spinning and the breaking and everything, smashing it, that aquarium yeah. and all of those things. It looked really good. It's just like this writer just loved to break things, so he's just yeah. like, "Can we have more rooms getting exploded?" <laughs> Uh, this must be Fred Durst under another pen name. <laughs> okay. So, and also, I think they kill Dr. Rasta, just for the record. Because there's like an ADR line or like just she kind of says... He's still breathing. He'll he's be still right. breathing. He'll be all right. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like laying. She's like four feet away from him. Yeah. He's laying in a pile of rubble. Yeah. Clearly dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's okay. Uh, I detected the faintest of pulse. He'll be fine. Bye. It's just like when you're a little kid and you do something wrong or like you break a vase or something and you're like, oh, I wasn't even in the room. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even touch it. Wow. Did you hear that? Wow. That's crazy. Something happened in the other room. Bad dog. We don't have a dog. (laughs) Uh, Bad ghost dog. Bad ghost dog. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And again, when we're talking about how these kills work every time, th- this next one is no is no exception. It is... I, honestly, I can't even really explain how this guy gets killed. It is... I, I can't understand what the thing that kills him is in this. Are you talking about the guy A with... A cherry picker? The fork? Yes. So, he goes, and, he goes after another guy who was involved in the shooting. And he lives... He's basically sleeping in an auto repair shop kind of thing yeah i that scene of him sleeping in his auto repair shop half naked and like having to pull his clothes back on yeah was like wow this is that is a disgusting looking everything yeah everything about this is gross and uh so he shows up to that guy does his little spooky spiel yep makes him cut off one of his hands with a with a welding torch which with a cutting torch Yeah, yeah that looked good and uh, and then and then got into a bucket cherry picker kind of like forklift thing, and and started driving towards him, and sm- he he uh it's 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 he, it's, it's a cut a effect great, it's a cut effect it because in, in the full so thing good. his face got squeezed through all the grates that's how he oh, died like, maybe maybe mine the, was maybe mine was uh, restored the, because I got that effect I saw him I saw him get squished through the grate yeah but it's super fast right? it is pretty fast that's yeah. what I mean I think it, okay. I think you're supposed to have an elongated one where you saw a lot more and that's how he died it he was, was a he, good effect oh hell yeah yeah that looks the great. effects far from Kevin Yeager speaking oh, of child's right. play okay yeah. so uh, yeah so this guy gets his face smushed against the wall and pressed through all the little tiny slats in a in a metal fenced and cherry picker like if anything you'd say about these movies the kills are original as fuck <laughs> yeah yeah santa maria mother, mother of god, god give me the power i beg of you <laughs> i'm telling you there's a connection here it's the it's the jamaican guy yep. i think it's really the there's some sort of dr rasta child's play there's a thing dr Dr. fucking Rasta. <laughs> we should write that movie. Dr. Rasta. Dr. Rasta. Should be a sex romp. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that turns into a horror show. <laughs> there is a hilarious, uh, really shitty, cheap City Lights Full House movie called, uh, not Full House, uh, Full Moon, called uh, The Horrible Dr. Bones. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, it's pretty much like an evil Rasta doctor who is also a hip-hop producer, but like... I'm sure it's handled wonderfully. It's rough. I'm sure. 
I'm sure it's handled with all the racial sensitivity that Charles Band could muster. Yeah, man, some of those shrunken dolls things made me lose my ability to watch Full Moon. God, I loved Full Moon back in the day, though. (laughs) I will still stand by all of those movies that happened before that. Before the... Pimp doll? (laughs) I mean... Honestly, it felt things fell apart a long time before that. I'd say like second bankruptcy. You know, I think the end of the era for Full Moon was when they lost their castle. Yeah. I think when they when they could no longer have Full Moon Castle, I think it was all over. I do still love Head of the Family though. Oh, Head of the Family was from that era. Okay. Yeah. Still That's I funny. don't I don't know if they were in, in Full Moon Castle in Romania, but they were still still doing cool stuff. All right. Okay. So um, George cuts himself loose from where he's tied up, which apparently he tied himself up. Which I don't. He know. had he had Angel's biker boyfriend from the party tie him up to the bench there. Okay. But his whole thing was to tie him up to prove that he wasn't going anywhere to find out if he wasn't leaving. And then, and then like, he intentionally and then he leaves. intentionally cuts himself loose and leaves. So it's like, dude, what? <laughs> Why? Uh, did Dr. Rasta die for nothing? Oh, he's fine. He was breathing. Oh, I mean, he's breathing. Um, <laughs> yes, he goes back to his room, and now there's crazy paintings of the green-eyed monster guy. Just every single canvas is that same painting over and over and over and over again, which must have been a lot of work. Do you think they just didn't do prints? I think they just did prints. I don't oh, think you think those are just big screen prints? They look exactly the same everywhere. Well, maybe they are yeah. just screen prints. It felt like there were like multiple sizes, though. There were. But, I mean, you could print out different things. I guess you could. I guess yeah. Could. I don't think there was multiple paintings. I think it was the same one, just different sizes. Fair. I mean, look at all the things you can buy at CoastCityComics.com. You can have you can have your prints on little patches or the prints big on shirts, and they're the same picture. That's true. I I mean, I guess screen printing was a lot more prevalent back then, and you could do that kind of thing. I mean, I guess I could have done that kind of thing. So. Notice how I subtly shoehorned that. Oh, sorry. You're right. Yeah. What I meant to say is CoastCityComics.com, home of things that get some sell. things. Get some things. That's a good. That's a good slogan. Um, <laughs> Get some things. Get some things. <laughs> get a fucking billboard. <laughs> get some things. <laughs> I would uh, say Daria, but we 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 cannot have billboards in Maine. That's true. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so he stabs a bunch of the paintings, and they bleed, and that was an amazing, cool-looking effect. Yep. Um, he goes into the bathroom to get his pills. He spills them everywhere and sees the green-eyed monster guy in the mirror, and he's like, oh, fuck, and he (laughs) smashes the mirror. Um, His phone rings. It's his therapist. He's like, I murdered everybody. I'm doing it. Come on. And then he does the voice. Yes. Then he does the voice. Uh, Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, He tries to type a note that says that he has to die to stop the killings. Mm-hmm. But then his typewriter writes by itself. One more. He, he says, the first thing he says is even better, though. It's not yet, asshole. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Great. 
bringing those ATM vibes from Maximum <laughs> Overdrive. <laughs> it all comes back to Maximum Overdrive, yep. the greatest does. movie of all time. Um, so <laughs> he just types one more over and over again because there's <laughs> one person left to kill, which is like, dude, at this point, just let him kill it and get it over with. Yeah. Walk yourself over there and fall asleep in his living room. The guy's a fucking murderer. Who One, cares? they're all baddies. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah, at this point, I would not care. Um, but he tosses the typewriter out the window and uh, psychically explodes his whole apartment. We flash back to all the people that killed Vito. Uh, turns out they all took turns, took turns shooting, shooting with the once. same gun. Yep. Uh, it was a very RoboCop-looking oh, yeah. execution. Then uh, lit him on fire. Then lit him on fire, which explains the Freddy Kruegerness, and because uh, he was not dead by the time they they all shot him like in his hands and legs and stuff, stomach. And, yeah, yeah. He did not. He didn't go quick. No. Um. And also, they all thought it was pretty funny too, which Dead was the other yeah, thing. Yeah, it was very Robocop. Everyone was laughing. Yep. Like there wasn't a single person who was like, "Okay, uh, maybe gonna, we uh, took this a little far." Okay, I'm gonna do it, but I hate killing. Yeah. It's like these They're were all, all gleeful it. murderers. Yeah. So like, again, dude, just make friends with this guy. <laughs> like, be like, "Hey, buddy." I don't like these murderers either. Yeah. You know, like, just stop ruining my life. I'm going to take some just... fucking sleeping pills and oh, knock yourself out. Absolutely. Bro. Go nuts, <laughs> man. Do it up. These people suck. Kill them. Leave my therapist alone. You know, she's fine. Maybe... But she doesn't. That was the part where it was like, well, now I don't like this guy anymore. That I was bugged like, me too. The the guy's not getting revenge anymore. That's not, no. that's yeah. not right. That, that weirded me out too. So eventually the therapist comes to the dude's apartment and she gets attacked by, and then also Vito comes out in full now. Yes. I guess it's not even sleeping anymore. Probably because he got, he absorbed enough power from all the people he killed. I'm just going to say that because sure. who gives a shit? We don't know. Right. And it makes sense if you say it. So <laughs> that so he did. Every time he kills somebody, he gets stronger. Now he can manifest himself fully while uh, Retribution's actually still awake. So wait, wouldn't he be retribution? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's Vito. Uh, I don't want to confuse people. I think there's painter, there's retribution, and therapist. <laughs> okay, okay. So you can tell. Okay, so yeah, there's painter and retribution together in yes. the same room. You can tell retribution's retribution because he's got bad boy gloves. He does. He does. But then he's, he, he's a member of the bad boy club. You yep. can tell by his t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and then he starts fucking with uh, the psychiatrist. And, like, pinning her against the wall, doing all psychic things. Uh, Painter tries to stop him, but he, like, yeah. roars and flies him away. Right. Again, but why? And I know that you don't have an answer for this. Yeah, no, no. It's no, more a rhetorical say. question. Yeah. It's more like, why would you... I mean, I know that at she this point... She didn't even want to turn him into the cops. Like, she did right. nothing to hinder uh, Vito's mission. I, I mean, and and... Again, because it is literally rhetorical. Like, I am actually, although I am kind of curious about it. It's, like, what does it add to the story? I th and I think the answer to that question is that it adds the fact that we don't relate to him anymore. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I think up until this point, you're kind of like, oh, Vito, he's just killing bad guys. He's just going after the so, guys that killed him, yeah. Yeah, and so I think... This girl we, did nothing to him. Mm. 
And I guess it also does give us a way to end this story yeah. as well. So uh, our the good part of his personality, the non-veto part, is constantly being psychically pushed back against a wall uh, while, while evil retribution is trying to strangle this woman. Mm-hmm. And he eventually manages to finally get enough oomph i don't know what it is yeah, enough get up and go yeah he just to roar ma- like a lion and run across the room <laughs> he runs at at his other half grabs him knocks him out a window they both fall at the window and there's this a, guy just loves jumping out of there's a building crazy shot where the two of them merge together it's awesome it is how the fuck do you do that with 80s like film technology yeah that shot is insane yep like it doesn't look great, but it looks beyond what I could ever I imagine. It was so cool. It, I mean, it is super cool because you see two people, yeah. the same person, fall out the window at the same time, yeah. but then kind of like meld into one right after they jump out the window. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it it's a it's a crazy shot. Um, and they fly down to the street and land right in front of a car, which is like, oh shit, and the car crashes, yep. avoiding the the body in the street. Yes. And uh, it's 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 very cyclical. Cyclical. Yeah. Cyclical. Yes. Cyclical. Wait, we're right back at the beginning of the movie where a whole crowd of people is gathered to see this guy fall out the window. Yes. Only this time he ain't alive. Yep. All the tenants come around to see what's happened, and everyone's sad again because everybody loves loves George, and they're all really depressed because he's dead. The therapist, like, there's a real like pieta of her holding George's dead body in the rain. And it's really this big emotional, sad beat until eventually the woman who's getting medical attention from her car crash, her eyes turn bright green. And does she scream Santa Maria mother? of? uh?" I think so. Yeah. Yeah, she must. And so the surprise ending. Now another person is possessed by this demon and, and the pro- the problem I have with this ending though is that Vito never got his revenge. Like, it, it left me hanging. Where it's like, they they only killed. They, there's one baddie yeah. that didn't kill him, left still alive. That just doesn't. Nothing happens to him. <laughs> Who knows if she's gonna get him? We don't. There's never a sequel there. I mean, it just seemed like a weird thread to leave hanging. Like, here's the thing. Uh, this might spoil too much of my thinking about rad wraith because this was a, an abandoned version of the the story mm-hmm. was essentially the out that we would have to continue the story would have been the scud the disposable assassin out mm-hmm. which is uh did you ever read scud i did but i don't remember it. the idea is that he's he's an assassin robot that you buy out of a vending machine and they they self-destruct after they've killed their target yep and so he puts his target into a coma so that he can continue living his life. Okay. Uh, and so as long as the guy, he's, you know, he's brain dead, but he's still alive. So he's on life support or whatever. And so it it meets his criteria enough or whatever. But this means that if you still got one hanging around, you've got a sequel. Yep. And you can just keep going, you know, whatever, adding people to the to the death count. Yeah. Which, you know, it's one way to do it. Gotcha. And then you get more and more of these people. 
It seems like there's so many people who die on the same day that might have been born on the same day. Seems like the odds are that a lot of that happens. I wonder how many of these, like, revenge killers there are on, like, say in New York City on an average day. Do you think there's, like, 14 of them? 15? No. (laughs) Think it's less than that? No, it's more. (laughs) I wish. Anyway, that's it. That's Retribution. Retribution from 1987. Yeah. It was 87? Yeah. Wow. 87. You had that uh, Alligator 2 accent. I've been working on it. Nice. It's real good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's it. And uh, I like it. It's super fun. Yeah. Slogs and parts. Makes up for it with its craziness. uh, And flips you off with its not enough information. Yes, it definitely flips you off. But good lord, does it look good. Like, the music's great. I feel the cinematography's great. It it keeps switching scenes, like, to the craziest of places. Like, It's got Dr. Oh, Rasta think, oh, in it. Oh, you think we're going to have a sex scene? Fuck you, we're going to a slaughterhouse. <laughs> Whee! <laughs> I mean, that is that was definitely the biggest fuck you in the whole movie. It was <laughs> yeah. like, all right. Do you want to see boobs? Yep. Just kidding. Here's a cow skull being <laughs> sprayed with being acid. Crushed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a neat one. It is neat. It's very neat. It's, it's very unique. It stands away. It stands apart from the others in a yeah. way that's just. It's special. Like, it's not a cheap affair. It is not. It. it the reason I'm surprised that it's from '87 is that it feels like a much earlier movie. <laughs> This movie has the tone of a movie from the early 80s. Yeah. Like, if you'd told me this movie came out, like, in 1983, I would have been totally, I would have totally believed that. Like, because it's, it's got that kind of tone to it. Well, one of the reasons why I think it took him several years to even get the money to even make it, like, after it was written. So, that might have accounted for some of its the if- spirit of how it was they shot three fucking hours how did they do that <laughs> i can't imagine i want you to text me when you look at your blu-ray when you go home see if it like has a full version or that'd be amazing or yeah, it has I'll like an out. hour and a half of deleted scenes that we took out even if it doesn't have the full version maybe it has all that those scenes cool. like yeah yeah still you need to know interesting it definitely has the entire soundtrack on a cd with oh, cool. it too which is nice uh and Thanks to Matt from Abraxas for that. <laughs> That's why I have it. Is because ah. Michelle bought it for me as a birthday present. and uh, I thought it was her birthday. I, well, it was her birthday. But this was, oh, this was my birthday last year. And I, oh, I oh, hadn't oh, gotten oh, around oh. to watching it. <laughs> Literally, it had been sitting on my shelf. And I just went, oh, yeah, I should watch that. <laughs> so that's why. That's why I chose it. And I made a cool picture on the Instagram with my slothy... Uh... You sure it. did. I spent too much time doing that. <laughs> Having access to a green screen at your work is really dangerous for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really jealous. I honestly, the amount of time I spend thinking about like taking this whole wall and doing a green screen, I'm like, hmm. Do it. <laughs> that's what I need to do. I do actually have a fold-out green screen in the store right now. Oh, cool. should probably pull that out and do something and i'm lucky my tape was already beat to shit before i did it because like all the tape and stuff i used to make that picture like ripped a lot of the graphics on the tape 
<laughs> I'm the worst tape collector you ever. Are, you are a very bad tape collector. Oh, my God. Don't cur. Don't cur. All right. That's it. Buy Thank stuff at you all for com. listening. Buy stuff at CoastCityComics.com. Rate and review us on all of the things that you listen to this Please podcast on. Please tell us we're pretty. We need all of that. Excuse me. Sorry, too much water. Um, God, I crave attention. Of course we do. Why else would we do this? <laughs> it's for the thousands of people who listen every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Thank you all, and we will see you next time. Good night. Peace.